Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Chrysalis. This is your host, Kristen Matting. I have been teasing this episode for a long time, and I worked really hard on it. I know it's a little silly. Um, I thought visuals would be really helpful in this discussion. So if you're listening to audio, I do highly recommend to go and watch the uh, YouTube version to be able to see all of the visuals that I created. Anyway, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects today. It's astrology. I throw in tidbits on astrology in almost every episode and that's really you know it's out of context and I know some listeners may be wondering like what's the interest in astrology and why astrology and what is even astrology is it just my sign is it more than that um so yeah I'm here to provide a little bit of context uh, as to what astrology is what it isn't um why people practice it, though I can't speak for everybody, of course, and um, yeah, create some common understanding so that when I talk about astrology, it makes a little more sense. That's my goal, at least. And big shout out to Chris Brennan at The Astrology Podcast. If you are interested in going deep on astrology, that's really where you should go. This is going to be very high level. A lot of this information comes from him and and probably other books I've read, um, and I'll give some sources for additional information at the end, but I wanted to make sure I mention him up top. Yeah, okay, I'm going to jump right in. This is going to follow a Q&A format, so I'm going to ask the question, then I'm going to answer it, and yeah, I hope it's helpful and gives you some understanding of astrology as a whole. Okay, let's go. What is astrology? Astrology is the practice of observing celestial activity, that is, the movement of the sun, moon, planets, and stars through the sky, and correlating that activity with earthly events or an individual's life path and psychological makeup. What are the origins of Western astrology? Because astrological records have been a great source of anthropological information, they've been generally well-preserved. Early astrologers noticed correlations between the placement and movement of celestial objects and earthly events. Those correlations were amassed over time, and eventually, astrologers came to identify repeating patterns. For example, the death of a king would coincide with a solar eclipse again and again. Using these recorded repeating patterns, astrologers were then able to make predictions regarding the timing and nature of future events. These observations helped astrologers ascribe symbolic meaning to the planets, zodiac signs, and segments of the sky called houses. Ancient mythology would also lend meaning to the planets. For example, Mercury, the Greek god of communication, indicates Mercury, the planet, is also associated with communication. How has astrology evolved? Astrology has taken many forms over the last 4,000 years. Similar to art and architecture, we have seen astrology change with each historical era, when new planets and predictive techniques would be discovered and old techniques would be abandoned. As a result, there are now countless branches of Western astrology, and astrologers predict much more than worldly events, including an individual's personality, 
the nature of a partnership or marriage, the best place for someone to relocate, the best time to start a project, or even where someone can find their lost cat for my behavior. Even though we can see with our own eyes the effects the moon has on the tides or the sun has on growing plants, astrologers generally do not believe the planets are causing events to take place or causing you to behave in certain ways. Astrology is a practice of divination or fortune-telling and synchronicity. Synchronicity is a term coined by Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung and describes events which happen almost simultaneously and appear significantly related, but without one causing the other. For example, if you dream about a moose in your backyard, and the following day a moose appears in your backyard, that would be a synchronistic event. Astrology is a study of correlation, not causation. Just as we may assign meaning to the inexplicable appearance of specific animals, feathers, coins, or repeating numbers, we can also assign meaning to the placement of stars in the sky. They are essentially a sign of things to come. Though we may be tempted to blame our missed appointment on Mercury retrograde, sadly, Mercury's placement only indicates a likelihood of mishaps and does not cause them. Darn it. Do astrologers believe in free will? The belief in free will varies according to each astrologer's philosophical beliefs. Some believe the placement of planets indicate an unavoidable predestiny. Others may believe you can change your stars, so to speak. Other astrologers believe that while you have free will, some events remain out of your control. They argue astrology can help you predict and plan for those events. I know my sign. Isn't that astrology? When people say, I am a Leo or I am a Capricorn, they are usually referring to their sun sign. A sun sign indicates where the sun was located in the sky at the time of a person's birth. You can usually ascertain your sun sign simply by knowing your birthday. For example, if you were born on September 19th, the sun was moving through the constellation of Virgo at the time of your birth. While important, your sun sign is only one part of your personal astrology. Astrologers, when looking at your natal chart, will examine the placement of many celestial bodies to get a full picture of who you are and what you can expect in your lifetime. In ancient times, when someone asked, what is your sign, they would not have been asking for someone's sun sign they would have been asking their rising sign. The rising sign is the constellation that was coming up over the eastern horizon at your precise time of birth and often paints a more personal or individualized picture of who you are. Sun signs became the mainstream representation of astrology in the early 20th century when a publisher wanted to put horoscopes in their publication. Traditionally, horoscopes were written for rising signs, but since many did not know their birth time, they would also not know their rising sign. The publisher therefore decided to include horoscopes for sun signs, since most everyone knows their birthday. Again, your sun sign is important, but there are many chart elements that comprise your identity. What is natal astrology? 
Natal astrology is the practice of studying the placement of celestial bodies at the exact time of a person's birth and using the symbolism of those placements to make inferences about an individual's personality and the nature of events that may take place in their life. What is a natal chart? The natal chart is a diagram or map that depicts the sky at the exact time of a person's birth. It shows the placement of the sun, moon, planets, zodiac signs, horizon line, and more. In order to cast your own natal chart, you will need the date, location, and exact time of your birth. A reputable place to get a free chart is astro.com. What can I learn from a natal chart? From a natal chart, you can predict the type of personality you may have, the nature of your relationships, when and for how long certain events may occur, what types of things you may enjoy doing, what you may be good at, with what you may struggle, your career, wealth, health, and so many more things. How do I read my natal chart? Reading a natal chart is a very complex practice. Beginners can start by memorizing the symbols of the major chart components, including the planets, signs, and houses. Each component symbolizes something different about a person's personality or life. And when you put certain components together, the combined meanings add extra layers of nuance and complexity. At their most basic level, planets represent parts of our personality or other people in our lives. Each planet is denoted by their own symbol and live in the middle part of the chart. Zodiac signs describe the quality of energy or vibe your personality or area of life gives. Everyone has all 12 signs in their chart but in different places. If you have a lot of planets in one sign, you will have an emphasis of that vibe in your personality or life. The signs are noted in the outer circle by their own symbols. The 12 houses are where the planets and signs reside. Each house represents a different part of life from home and family to career to health and more. If you have many planets in one house, you will see more activity in that area of your life. The houses correspond to the 12 sections or pie pieces of the chart. The aspects or inner lines between planets indicate the nature of relationships between parts of our personality and or people in our lives. In learning to read a chart, you can start with a single planet. Let's take Mars, for example. Mars symbolizes the aspect of our personality that wants to take action. It often describes how and for what we are motivated. Mars, as the Roman god of war, can also indicate where we may experience tension, separation, or competitiveness. If Mars is in Gemini in your natal chart, we can infer the way you take action or move through the world will be like that of a Gemini. 
Gemini symbolizes energy that is very social, curious, talkative, and humorous. Geminis are the social butterflies and journalists of the zodiac. When we combine Mars, the god of war, with the social tendencies of Gemini, we get someone who may argue or gossip often, engage in a battle of wits or intellect rather than a physical fight, participate in or organize social activism, or be sharp-tongued. To know in what area of life our Gemini Mars will be most active, we look to the house where Gemini resides. In this sample chart, Gemini Mars lives in the 10th house of career and reputation. I would expect a 10th house Gemini Mars to be competitive, motivated, funny, curious, and social at work. They may also engage in office gossip, be overly argumentative in meetings, have trouble focusing due to a preference for socializing, or choose projects that improve the work environment. Someone with Mars and Gemini in the 10th could even be a news war correspondent. This is just scratching the surface of what Mars in Gemini in the 10th could indicate. You can do the same practice for each planet in the chart to get a full, multifaceted look at an individual's personality or life path. If you wanted to take things even further, you could look to aspects or the relationship of Mars to other planets in the chart. We could consider rulership, essential dignity, sect, and other conditions that alter the way Mars shows up. I won't get into those principles here because, as I said, this is a high-level overview. The point is that reading a chart is multi-layered and can be quite complicated. Are astrological predictions always accurate? As seen in the example with Mars, the planets, signs, and houses have multiple meanings. A chart can tell us what kind of energies are at play at any given moment, but how those energies manifest can vary and may be hard to predict. An astrologer's experience, aptitude for memorizing and applying symbolism, and ability to use their intuition can aid them in making accurate predictions. How can astrology benefit me? Astrology reminds us that everything is temporary, planets come and go. This can be helpful when dealing with a difficult life circumstance. Astrology aids our self-awareness and can be a map for blind spots that may be otherwise hard to see, understand, and accept. Astrology can also generate empathy and understanding for one another. Even though planets aren't causing behavior or attitudes, they somehow help me take someone else's choices less personally. How can astrology be harmful? Instead of using astrology as a greater tool for understanding and compassion, it can be used as a tool for passing judgment. Saying something like, I hate all Geminis, does not allow for the uniqueness and complexity that exists in each person's chart. If you feel negatively toward a particular sign, I would expect to see that reflected in your chart. Another way astrology can be used unproductively is if we become too dependent on, obsessed with, or anxiety-ridden over our chart or future predictions. 
Unfortunately, we cannot control every outcome, and worrying unnecessarily only drains our energy and creates stress. It doesn't fix our problems. On the other hand, we can also use astrology as a scapegoat for our problems, leading us to inaction. Trouble spots in our chart indicate areas of opportunity for healing and growth. If we blame our chart and do nothing, we may not reap the benefits of those challenges. Kristen, why do you practice astrology? It's a good question and probably not a super short answer, but I remember first becoming interested in astrology. I mean, I I just always thought it was entertaining, right? So as a um, high schooler or even middle schooler, I loved doing, um, I loved reading my horoscope, but I also loved doing all those personality tests, personality quizzes in the magazines and um no, it's not what I want to say. Okay, so I'm just going to talk and not use any visuals for this because it's just about me. So a little story. Um, I remember my first interactions with astrology, like real interactions other than magazine horoscopes. Um, in middle school, I remember sitting in a bookstore with my friend Laura at the time and looking at this giant book of birthdays, which I eventually did purchase as an adult. But I have been on um, a quest for um, identity my whole life. And astrology just plays into that. But before I really understood what astrology was or is, I guess I just thought it was entertaining at best. And um, no, if you had asked me even a decade ago, if I was really a believer of in astrology, I would probably say no but it didn't it didn't stop me from finding entertainment value in it like joy in just looking at my chart or reading horoscopes and and trying to see if it lined up and felt accurate but because I associated astrology only with my sun sign which is Virgo um, I had trouble identifying with it often and horoscopes really need to be written for rising signs, not sun signs. So, uh, you know, if horoscopes haven't felt accurate to you in the past, that's why. It's, it should be based on your rising sign. Um, because then it, it provides a prediction based on the alignment of the houses. And it's too much to discuss and, like, describe, but it's just more accurate, I guess, is what you need to know. So, yeah. I became interested in astrology as a way of seeking identity. I've been into all of the personality sorting systems at some point in my life. So Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, the colors one, um, even the dressing for your personality type, like what clothes you should wear, uh, all sorts of personality quizzes. I love them all. Um, I have found value in them all. But it's funny because no matter how much I see myself in the answers um, or the descriptions, like... I still have that internal feeling of like not knowing myself. I mean, it really has fueled so much of my life. And my journey is that seeking um, of self and definition, like define me. And um, anyway, so yeah, I remember in my late 20s, right before I got married, I was reading like chart descriptions Um, But it wasn't until I had my second son that I started realizing, I realized that I wanted to learn how to read my own chart and then track 
the um the they're called transits track the motion of the stars and the moon sun planets um signs through the sky and then see how it matches up against my natal chart so that's how you know when something's going to happen in your life when there's an important meeting um or relationship between the the moving planet, the transiting planet, the planet of today, and the planet's placement at my time of birth. I hope that's clear. So after I had my second son in 2018, I started reading more. And then it was the summer of 2020. We were in lockdown and um, I was just like desperate (laughs) for information or just something to do. I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't working. We were in lockdown. I was with my kids 24 hours a day. I needed something to like for my brain to chew on. You know, it wasn't, it couldn't be trucks and it couldn't be sword fighting. It needed to be like something where I could really use my brain. And so I decided like I was just going to find an astrology podcast. Um, And I found Chris Brennan's The Astrology Podcast is the name of it. And I was just sucked in. He, It's so academic. I didn't realize how academic astrology is and how old it is. I mean, I guess I knew it was an ancient practice, but I didn't know. I mean, like pharaohs had court astrologers that would sometimes die, <laughs> have their life taken if their, astro- if their predictions were not accurate. Um, it was really serious. You know, the city of Baghdad was created um, based on an astrological chart. Like it, they decided when to start the city um, based on well-placed astrological um, symbols and planets and whatnot. So anyway, those are just like some basic examples. I've just found it fascinating. And so now I track astrology mostly to see if it works because even though I'm a practitioner and I believe in it now I just it's still something in the human brain in my um, skeptic mind uh, that can't believe that this could work and works so accurately and works so well and anyway it does and it's fascinating and I I really love it. And I've heard Chris Brennan say, and I totally adopt this now, like if astrology would just stop working, I would stop believing in it. And that's how I feel. Now, I do believe that there are things I can do to, um, like I still believe in free will and I still believe in manifestation and bringing things to fruition. I think there might be windows in, in which our manifestations might be more potent. I believe um, that also astrology is an earthly practice. And if we're trying to transcend our earthly um, experience on some level, some reaching some level of enlightenment, then astrology may not be aligned with that higher vision of ourselves. Um, yeah, so astrology might not be for everybody. If you don't believe in signs, like in the practice of seeing signs in the universe and having that have meaning for you, then astrology, you shouldn't believe in astrology either because that's what it is, you know. Um, I'm not telling you what to believe. You, you do you, but Um, I believe in signs and so I also believe in astrology. It's also just evidence for me of like the fractal universe and how um, from the macro to the micro, it's it's all a mirror of itself. Like it's it's holographic. It's like the smallest bits of life are reflective of the biggest bits of life. Um, And so why should it be that the largest 
new things from our perspective, you know, size is relative, but the largest things in the universe from our perspective, how could they um, indicate anything about what happens on earth? And, and it's, to me, that's just evidence of a fractal universe. So, um, okay. So that's why I practice. I love it. Why do, why does anybody love anything that they love? They just do. It gives my mind something to chew on. I am fascinated every time I meet somebody new or even see characters on TV or, um, yeah, I'm just constantly looking up natal charts. Like where's that placement? What's that personality trait? Where do I see that in their chart? Or even can we, can I tell what that, I guess all the time, what's that person's sign? Not so much their sun sign, but their rising sign. Like I bet that's a such and such rising because when you have a rising sign, that's the same as somebody else. It means, cause I practice something called whole sign houses, which puts one sign in one house. And so if, if it, you know, if I'm looking at Pisces risings, they all have Pisces in the first house, Aries in the second house, Taurus in the third house. So all the signs are in the same houses for each rising sign. And it gives sort of a signature of energy in those different parts um, of that person's life. Um, of course, everybody has planets in different parts um, of their chart. So it will modify, but I think the basic um, layout of the map starts with the rising sign. So anyway, okay, that's about it um, for my personal question. Now I'll jump back into the Q&A. Where can I learn more about astrology? Here are some of the sources I've found helpful in my study of astrology. The Astrology Podcast on YouTube and podcast streaming channels and Chris Brennan's book, Hellenistic Astrology, The Study of Fate and Fortune. Anything by Chani Nicholas, including the Chani app, her book, You Were Born for This, and her Astrology of the Week Ahead podcast. A great beginner's book is Astrology, Using the Wisdom of the Stars in Your Everyday Life by Carol Taylor. A great more intermediate book with lessons on how to read a natal chart is Demetra George's Astrology and the Authentic Self. A great place for monthly horoscopes and eloquent descriptions of upcoming astrological weather is Nightlight Astrology with host Adam Ellenboss on YouTube. And if you're interested in receiving an astrological reading, go to theastrologypodcast.com slash consultations for a list of recommended astrologers. I'd also like to recommend Catherine Urban, who recently gave me a very powerful reading. You can find her at katherineurban.com. Well, that wraps it up for today's episode on astrology. If you guys have follow-up questions or additional things you'd like me to cover regarding astrology, I'd be really excited to do that. Just leave a comment and I'll see if I can get to it. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining. Take care.